The second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day. The best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and search the whole wide variety of free contests and an opportunity to win cash prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball and hockey playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, June 9th. Ian Cameron and Jimmy Murphy alongside today, ready to break down the Wednesday card, which is just one game, but it's one really good game. It's one really big game. Uh, game six between the Boston Bruins and the New York Islanders. This division final, a second round series. Uh, we are very much looking forward to this with the Bruins backs against the wall, facing elimination trailing this series three games to two. We will break it down in full uh, in just a few moments. It's the only game on the slate tonight. We do want to remind you, we've got our next Ice Guys BetCast coming up Thursday night. The time is made official now. It will be starting at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time Thursday night, which is the game time for game six between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we will be on the air during that game, and I'm excited about it because it's been, I think, Probably the best series of the second round, the Avalanche and the Gold, although Islanders-Bruins is right there with it, in my opinion. But to me, this is definitely uh, a game I'm excited about. Uh, the series has completely flipped, and we will get to that in just a second when we recap last night's games, uh, that the series completely has turned around. Colorado facing elimination. The environment will be electric at T-Mobile Arena with the Golden Knights returning home with the chance to wrap up that series. So game six yeah. Golden Knights abs bet cast Thursday night, courtesy of the ice guys, nine o'clock PM Eastern time. DM me, DM the ice guys, Twitter account. Uh, if you want to be part of the show and be on the stream with us during the bet cast, we will make sure we find a spot uh, for you. So uh, looking forward to it. And as always, you know, we'll watch the game. We'll chat about the game. We'll be live betting the game throughout. Uh, get your favorite adult beverages ready uh, for Thursday night as well. Uh, the bet casts have been fun. We're looking forward to another exciting and fun bet cast Thursday night during game six 
between the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. So join us for that. Uh, let's go to last night's action first. We'll briefly start with Tampa Bay. There's not really m- much I need to say more than I've already said in this series. Carolina was just uh, second best and just a little step behind Tampa Bay the whole way uh, in this series. And the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, just got outstanding goaltending once again from Vasilevsky. It seems like when he gives up four goals or as that uncharacteristic subpar game or not quite that regular performance you get from Vasilevsky. He bounces back. He did that. Of course, who else but Braden Point to get things going for the Lightning last night, scoring the first goal. Incredible deep move to the backhand roof job on Alex Nedeljkovic to make it one nothing. Uh, and Carolina pressed. They had chances, but they just couldn't uh, find the way to beat uh, Andre Vasilevsky in that Lightning blue line. You're seeing Sergachev, Hedman, uh, and uh, and company just diving around the ice, blocking a ton of shots. You think about how good things are going for Montreal right now. Could you imagine how things could be going for them right now if they didn't trade Sergachev for Drouin a few years ago? Oh, my gosh. You're yeah, about the blue line. <laughs> I know. I don't want to rain on their parade because they got a really good team playing well as it is. But you yeah. put Sergachev on that blue line now with what uh, Montreal's got? Like instead wow. of Petrie's out for a while, that, that actually could be – yeah, I mean, they're going to need that type of guy, but ugh, that was yeah, a tough no, one. No question. Tough trade, uh, but today's not the day to uh, pile on Bergevin. we, we got to re- talk about the good stuff he did with yeah. how Montreal's playing right now. But nevertheless, Sergachev's been great for Tampa Bay. Uh, and the Lightning, uh, terrific series. To beat a quality team like Carolina in five games and end the series in Raleigh, where the Hurricanes had an incredible home record this year. Very, very impressive. And look, I don't care who it is in the next round. The Islanders or the Bruins, you know, you're going to have a hard, hard, hard time trying to beat this Tampa Bay Lightning group right now. Mm. Uh, It's going to be extremely difficult for whoever gets out of the East Division uh, to face them uh, in the uh, one of the two semifinals. But great job by the Lightning. What can you say? Point excellent. Uh, Kucherov. Stamkos got better as the series progressed. Too much depth. Palat, Tyler Johnson chipping in goals. Kalorn. I mean, they just have an endless array of forwards that can be difference makers for them. They didn't even get much from Coleman in this series offensively, and still it didn't matter. Uh, everybody else chipped in. The defense outstanding. Vasilevsky great. Carolina is going to be a good team for a long time, but they just ran up against a Tampa Bay squad, defending champs that could not be denied. And I give the Lightning credit for being as dominant, being as, you know, fired up to try to win again. Sometimes you get complacent, satisfied after you win a Stanley Cup. Not this group. I think they really want to repeat because they know it's difficult to do it. They feel they've got the team to do it. And at this point, I wouldn't put it past them to repeat. Uh, They're certainly uh, as good as any team, a chance to win it all and win that cup this year. Uh, when we when the cup gets awarded uh, next month, Jimmy, what's your thoughts on uh, Tampa Bay wrapping it up against Carolina last night? Well, I mean, I think I've said this before. I just don't think Carolina is built for the playoffs. You know, they're just one of these types of teams that, yeah, they're, they they like kind of like Toronto, uh, and they're gonna they're gonna be great in a regular season. They've got a ton of skill. I'm not denying that. Uh, you know, they've got a great coach, but by the way, they might not have any more. Uh, just just gonna throw that out there. He's he's not signed yet. And that that to me is not a good sign. I mean, he should have been locked up by now. He said he wanted to stay. The Canes said he wanted him there. So something's come up to make this not happen yet. But that's a whole other topic for another day. But they're just, they're just not there yet. You know, like you said, you put it perfect. They're a step behind. But I think it was more that they were uh, a hit behind. Uh, plenty of them behind, actually compared to the physicality that Tampa Bay gave them. And that, and that's the deal. And then, you know, what can you say about Vasilevsky right now? I mean, I think, you know, he's, 
he's the best. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could say Carey Price at this moment, but I mean, it's like him and Price are one, two best goalies on the planet right now. I mean, it, it's unreal the way they're playing in this playoff. And of course, Vasilevsky did it last year too. So look, I, I think it's interesting to me and we hear a lot of people out there, you know, my colleagues in the media, uh, handicappers, fans, you know, everybody's just already handing the cup to either Vegas or Colorado. And I'm like, what about Tampa Bay? Uh, why, why, why is everybody forgetting that they're the defending champs for a reason? And they basically have walked through the playoffs so far. So they, they're unscathed. They're fully healthy. They haven't taken the physical beating that, that Vegas or Colorado have or that the Islanders or the Bruins have in the second round. I, you know, if, if you would ask me, I think Tampa rolls in in a semifinal. I, I just think maybe in the final two. It's just I think they're coming in. Uh, you know, with the skill, but also with the rest and, and the and the bodies that aren't as torn and bruised right now as, as plenty of other teams are. So I think people are really like forgetting about Tampa right now. And I, I just find it interesting, you know, even during this series, there's just seemed to be this little fad to go with Carolina a lot. I, Tampa Bay, the champs for a reason. And that's why they're going where they're going. Yeah. And they t- totally uh, have earned it to this point. Like they took away two pretty popular sides and uh, Florida and Carolina, you know, the hot new kids on the block, yeah. so to speak. Uh, to keep my 80s references, they got the new kids <laughs> on the block stepping up against Tampa Bay the first two rounds. And Tampa and they've Bay got the right stuff. Yeah, exactly. And go simple minds on them. Don't you forget about me. There Don't you go. forget about the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And that's basically what they're saying right now. Vegas, Colorado, even Boston's getting a lot of talk uh, the last month or two. Uh, how about that Tampa Bay Lightning team? Uh, they showed yeah. everybody why they've got it in them to repeat. They do. I'm convinced they can. Doesn't mean they will, but they absolutely can. Uh, and you're right. They're going to be fresh as a daisy going into that uh, semifinal because now they're going to get some rest. They haven't been pushed to the physical limit like uh, other teams in these playoffs have. Uh, and it's going to benefit them going into that series as they await the Bruins or the Islanders. Yeah. And one one other thing I'll say, well, first off, I saw Turnsy's back in the chat room there. Welcome back, Turnsy. I hope you're you're feeling better. Um, you know, I think the other thing too, people are looking at, and it, it was a great strategy and the whole league is pissed at Tampa right now saying they circumvented the cap with what they did with Kucherov and Stamkos. Well, what they did is legal under the cap, under the CBA right now. If, if other GMs don't like it, the next time you go down to a meeting, vote against it, you know, don't, don't sit here and just take shots in the meeting and then do nothing about it. It's your fault. You got no one, no one to blame except yourselves that you weren't smart enough to do what Julian Brisewa did, and it was brilliant because I mean, getting those guys right before the playoffs was like getting two trade deadline acquisitions right before the playoffs. It, it, it's unreal the way he managed that, and and I think that's a major difference right now is where Kucherov and Stamkos are compared to a lot of other superstars. Exactly, he just got everybody to take a little bit less. Got everybody fitted in nicely under the cap, and yep. look what you and got. You got yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about putting them on long-term injury reserve. Yeah, because I'm guaranteeing you, those guys were healthy enough to play at some point, and he kept them there just to you know get that extra space, be able to take care of other situations, and then once yep. you get you know the cushion and the caps out, of, yeah, the LTIR, yep. yep, yep. So and then you know and then you get to the playoffs, the cap doesn't matter anymore, and now you've got these guys in your roster again. It was a yep. brilliant move, and I, I just laugh at all these other GMs. Hey, you didn't do it. That's your fault. That's the end of it. <laughs> he took advantage of it. It's it was an available. Well, you do? Yeah, 
yeah, it was an available pathway for Julian Brisebois to get all his ducks in a row for, for the roster for this playoff run. He used that to his to his advantage because he could, and he did. Uh, yeah, I, I see why why would people have a problem with that if it's available to be for that to be done. He did it. Kudos to him. You, you give him props. You say, well done. Uh, and now all of a sudden, look what you got on your hands. A very uh, loaded for bear Tampa Bay team that looks like they are uh, just laser focused right now. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play him right now. As Stanley Cup champions. No, not indeed. So good luck, Bruins or Islanders, whoever advances. Uh, speaking of advancing, the Vegas Golden Knights took one gigantic step forward toward advancing uh, to the semifinals, winning game five, becoming the first road team in the series to win a game. And if you're the Colorado Avalanche, you're going to have nightmares. You're going to have absolute nightmares losing this game. You were you, you had your game back in the first 40 minutes. You were looking like Colorado in game one and early in game two again, pressuring Vegas, not letting Vegas have the puck much. And look, unlike the last two or three games, you know, Colorado was finding room. They were finding time. They were finding space to make plays with the puck. They were dangerous uh, throughout in the offensive zone. They had a 2-0 lead going into the third period. It's looking like things are going to be great. And then a guy that's been a thorough disappointment in this series for Colorado, Andre Burakovsky, who we've expected more offensively from him, turns the puck over, hideous turnover near his own blue line, results right in the first uh, Vegas goal, courtesy of Alex Tuck, 2-1. to one. And right at that moment, I said, uh-oh, this is trouble for Colorado because they couldn't have played better in the first two periods. You just knew Vegas was going to get a push and, and, and definitely, uh, you know, a positive momentum vibe from that goal and really, you know, have a couple of good shifts in a row. And not only do they have a couple of good shifts in a row after the 2-1 goal, Jonathan Marsh is so ties at 2-2. And then you're really, really starting to fear for this Colorado team at that point. Uh, and uh, got to overtime and look, just a bad decision, a bit of a bad break with the way the puck balanced. But at the same time, if you're, the young defenseman, Ryan Graves, who, look, he's a good defenseman. He's going to be good for a very long time. you got to know who's lurking just behind you, looking to go the other way in a transition opportunity, and that's Mark Stone. And he lost that, lost his guy, essentially, and gives Mark Stone essentially a one-on-one -on -one with Grubauer and doesn't make a mistake, a perfect shot in the perfect spot, uh, up over the glove, top corner uh, to beat Grubauer, and a startling, stunning reversal. Uh, in game five last night, a two nothing Colorado lead going into the third period becomes a three to two Vegas overtime win. I don't know. The Colorado is going to have to work extra hard. I think to pick themselves up off the mat following that kind of loss, Vegas is going to be that place when we're on the bet cast tomorrow night, that place is going to be absolutely nuts. And it's probably going to come across that way on television. Uh, T-Mobile arena, the noise in that building with Vegas returning home with a chance to close out the series and take on Montreal uh, in the uh, semifinals, uh, that place is going to be absolutely nuts. It's going to be a nut house uh, tomorrow night at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, and to be honest with you, if you ask me in the pit of my gut right now, as much as I've been in love with this Colorado team, I, I don't have a good feeling for them going into tomorrow night. I think the Vegas Golden Knights could close it out uh, on home ice. I really do. Fleury's been magnificent. He deserves a ton of credit. He held it at 2 nothing. I think he – and look, they talked about it, Mark Stone, in his interview. We wanted to come back and win to make, uh, help out our guy, Marc-Andre Fleury, who apparently at, in, after the first period in the dressing room was really beating himself up for the goal that he allowed 
to Brandon Saad in the final second of that first period. He knows it was a misplay. He knows he should have had it. But apparently he was really beating himself up mentally over it uh, after the first period. And the team picked up on that and said, look, Marc-Andre Fleury's picked us up so many times when we've needed him. Uh, why don't we pick him up for a change? And, and that's exactly what they did uh, with that comeback win. Uh, outstanding resilience by the Golden Knights. But as much as it was outstanding resilience by the Knights, it was equally uh, a little bit pissing it away with mistakes and costly turnovers uh, by the Colorado Avalanche. And as a result, the series momentum is all with the Golden Knights who have a chance to close it out tomorrow night and will be on the BetCast as it's taking place. Uh, Jimmy, uh, it's a shame. Colorado up 2 nothing, 3-2. They were my Stanley Cup pick. I said Colorado, Carolina coming into the season. Carolina's been knocked out. I at least thought I might get Colorado into the Cup final, and now I, I'm worried. Yeah. You know, look, I think they win. I, I, I just think this team's too good. They're too stacked to not to not push a game seven. But well, I could be wrong. I mean, Vegas is playing great right now. The one thing I'm just looking at, I look at this every year. If I get the president's trophy, I'm giving it back. That's it. I mean, it, it is amazing what a jinx that trophy is. And, I, you know, I know I don't believe, you know, superstitions are crazy. But at the same time, it's just it seems like a mental block for every team that finishes first overall in the regular season. And I, I, I think I don't know if it gives them a false sense of security or, you know, some arrogance that, that isn't the right type of arrogance you need in the playoffs. I'm not sure. But it, it's interesting to me how so many President's Trophy winners cannot win the Stanley Cup. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next year. But as far as this team right now, look, Grubar is going to step it up, I think, a bit. Uh, and I think that the bottom line is, as we said, you know, with the uh, with the Avs before, they really miss Kadri. Their center depth is so screwed up there. And I think that's been the difference in this series is the battle up the middle and just grinding it out and, and having that depth and having those people to go out there for certain face-offs and what have you. Uh, right now, Vegas is just, uh, they're better in that respect. So that's why they're on the brink of uh, advancing. They are. And look, another reason they're on the brink of advancing is, look, the top line's been shut down for Colorado. Hard to fathom. They've gone now two, three, four games making this little impact. Yeah, and that goes in line with the depth, right? I mean, yep. that's that happens, you know. So you better have depth in the playoffs. I mean, we know that the teams like the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Washington Capitals in 2018, uh, or the St. Louis Blues, I mean, they win because if that line does get shut down or somebody gets hurt or suspended, you can depend on those lower-tier guys on those bottom six. I don't know what's happened to Colorado's bottom six that they haven't been able to produce the way they did in the regular season because that was one of their greatest attributes. Yeah, and that's been the problem. Uh, Donskoy, to his credit, got the second goal. But outside of that goal, where, what have we gotten offensively from Tyson Jost? What have we gotten offensively from JT Comfer? What have we got? Burakovsky, absolutely nothing from him in this. He's not even getting chances. And, and then he's turning the puck over, you know, to leading to that first goal. So it's a double whammy for him. So they're not getting – and now this top line, Land, uh, Landeskog, Rantanen, and Nate McKinnon, you know, they've been held in check. You put, yeah. you put it all up. That's that's great defense and, and obviously flurry. His goaltending's been a big part of it as well. So that's why when I see this this develop this disturbing trend where this is now multiple games in a row where a line that hasn't gone very often, multiple games in a row getting shut down, Ranton and Landeskog uh, and McKinnon, 
and now multiple games. I, I worry that they may not get it back again because this is clearly Vegas has found the way defensively to defend them. And what they're mm-hmm. doing is they're taking away the inside of the ice. They're stick positioning around like it's like a fortress in between the hash marks right now. It's hard to get the puck beyond that area on the left side or the right side. Beyond the face yeah, and that explains what uh, Brandon Saad did on that goal, right? Because they know they're not yeah. getting it inside there. So they just got to kind of throw Hail Marys or, or floaters from uh, from the off wing or something and, and just hope for the best. But they're yeah. not getting the guys in there to get the rebounds at all. I think you're right. And, like, look – I, I think Jared Badner Badner's done a good uh, sorry for the pronunciation has done a good job, but at the same time you got to ask at what point do they reevaluate the job he's done because this is a team that is built you know was built to win the cup. I mean they're Stan- they were a Stanley Cup contender coming in and it's like every year they're just not getting to where everybody expects them to be. Sooner or later you got to look at the coaching. Yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit more of a scrutiny, at least on the code. He's ba- obviously he's coming back next year. There's no question. But next year is going to be a lot more pressure on him to deliver. You know, if this is the third, this would be for the Colorado Avalanche. If they get ousted by Vegas, this would be the third straight playoff season where they get bounced in the second round. You right. Know? And look, if you're a Leaf fan, you're saying at least you win a round or two. Uh, but yep. that's another story. Uh, but if, if you're Colorado, you're thinking, you know, second round two, two years ago when McKinnon was just in his playoffs for the first time and, and we ended up losing, who was it? I think San Jose that year uh, beat him in the uh, second round. And then last year, uh, second round, it was against uh, Dallas. You know, that I can excuse them for. You know, they were down to Michael Hutchinson in net with no Grubauer and no Pavel Francois, their backup goalie, and a bunch of injuries. So that I can, can uh, I can give cut them some slack for a second round exit last year uh, in the mm-hmm. playoffs as well. But this year, you know, dominating the regular season, you mentioned it. The President's Trophy, it's not a gift; it's a curse. That's that's exactly what the President's Trophy is becoming. But you know, top team in the regular season, a lot of expectations. Um, you end up beating uh, uh, St. Louis soundly. I think that heightened expectations. The way they just rolled like a hot knife through butter through that St. Louis Blues team uh, in the first round. And I think people are forgetting that Colorado and Vegas, they're like two of the best teams points-wise in the entire league. And here they are subjected to playing each other in the second round. That's tough. I mean, you you do have to keep that in mind, too. This is a tough road for Colorado. They have to play someone as good as Vegas and vice versa in the second round. Uh, And you look at some of these other pathways that teams are taking, specifically the North, for instance – you know, it's definitely um, that that's got to be factored in. So that's why it's disappointing if they get knocked out. But I can't say what a bunch of chokers, what a bunch of losers they are. Mm-hmm. If they lose this series, they're losing to a team that's like two top two, three in points in the NHL this year, yeah. Vegas. And the pathway is a daunting one for anybody from that West Division gauntlet to get to the Stanley Cup finals. So I don't want to pile on too much on Colorado if they yeah. bow up. But let me ask you this, okay, but if you are reevaluating your Jill Sackick and you look at it, okay, that is three straight second-round exits, and I have to sign Cal McCarr. Oh, by the way, he just got nominated for the Norris Trophy today. I have to sign him to a contract. Now, <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a mega contract. I'm telling you that right now, okay? His captain, Gabriel Landeskog, is a UFA. Is that the change? 
I mean, is he back? I think that's a legit question. Is, is Gabriel Landeskog with the Colorado Avalanche next year if they get bounced right now? If they pull this through and they get to the next round and they finally advance to the con- conference final or whatever the hell we call it this year, then, yeah, maybe you keep him. But I don't know. You you need to send some kind of shockwave through that dressing room when you keep having the same thing happen. I mean, what's the definition of insanity? So let's just look at that. This is a, this is a really big game and series for the Colorado Avalanche in the big picture. Yeah, it is. And they're going to have some decisions to make, and it's always more decisions. Yeah, I agree it's not Bednar's fault. I'm just saying there's there's going to be a lot of reevaluating in this offseason if they lose tomorrow or they lose Game 7. Yeah, exactly, because it's definitely falling short of expectations. And again, the balancing act that you have to do here going into this, if if they lose this series, is... You know, we got to look at it and say, well, yeah, it's disappointing. But at the same point in time, we're also talking about a gauntlet. You know, you're basically playing a, a, t- t- a top three team in the league this season in Vegas in the second round. And you're going to say our pathway was just we have to factor that in before we say let's make a ton of changes. Yeah. So that balancing act, it's disappointing. I think they should go further. But you're playing one of the top two, three teams in the entire league this season right here in this second round. And that's a tough, tough challenge. It's not like yep. you're losing, getting upset by an eight seed, you know, or something like that. So that's the balancing act here uh, for Colorado. Yeah, I, I've been guilty, Jimmy, of calling it the conference finals, the third round this year, the Stanley Cup semifinals. That was, that's okay. now training yeah, myself the name. Yeah. yeah, the Stanley Cup why semifinals. Why don't we just Google for one year, go old school and call it the Wales and the Campbell uh, final, you yeah. know? Yeah, that would have been. I, I miss those names: the Wales Conference, the Campbell Conference, Adams Division, uh, the Patrick the Division, the yep. Smythe Division, the Norris Division. Norris yeah. Division, yeah, yeah. Remember, I miss those Berman used to call the football divisions those hockey division names. Norse. Yeah, he used to do it on Sunday primetime. The Minnesota yep. Vikings and the Green Bay Packers in the Norris Division. Yeah. <laughs> God, Berman. I miss Berman. Berman, yeah, Berman, when he retires and there's no NFL primetime, that'll be a sad day. That show is an yeah. institution with the music, with the. I'd uh, like to see him get into some of the hockey coverage. I think it would be fun. Yeah, it would be. I've got the whole entire music, by the way, soundtrack of NFL primetime, and it's glorious. <laughs> listen to all the. Yeah, and then the yeah. uh, the famous one. Da, 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 da. Uh, that, that the music is iconic with that show uh, yeah. for the last uh, 30 years. Uh, but uh, Chris Berman, yeah, does a great job. Hopefully we do a great job with our analysis of what is a big game six tonight. Yeah. And it's time to talk about it and break it down. Boston Bruins facing elimination, taking on the New York Islanders in game six tonight at Nassau Coliseum. Bruins minus 135 road favorites, which is pretty much close to where they were Actually, they're a little bit lesser of a price than, than they were as road favorites in Game 4 when they lost to New York on Saturday night. But still, uh, decent road favorites here, minus 135, total 5, 5.5, depending on where you look here. I'm I'm thinking Boston forces a Game 7. I think they can do it. I, I, I Am I guaranteeing it? No. Um, but I think this team's got a good dig-down deep game in them, even on the road where – uh, again, we've seen the uh, uh, the back and forth in this series. I get it. That was ended by the Islanders. If you see with the way Boston played, though, in game five, you know, if not for some shady refereeing and shaky officiating and some just brutal meltdowns and breakdowns defensively and a bad penalty kill, 
all of those things at five on five even strength what did we see in game five we saw dominance by boston we did i mean they were all over the new york islanders the shots the high danger chances the expected goals margin was a whopper at five on five in that game in favor of boston uh, over the islanders they could have had a better outcome better result unfortunately that didn't happen varlamov was terrific he was absolutely outstanding uh, in that game the other night um we'll see if he can keep it up here but he has become a story for the New York Islanders. What's also become a story is the multitude of different players that have stepped up offensively. Beauvillier and Eberly have chipped in. Pajot has chipped in. And more than anything else, Matthew Barzell, who we have been waiting on these whole playoffs to get it cranked up, he has done that. Three goals in three games. And I'm riding him from a goal scorer prop standpoint. Even though I think Boston pulls this out and forces a game seven, I do like Bar- – I'm riding this Barzell goal scoring uh, streak that he's on. When, he, when you're talking about players of his caliber, when you start to get that confidence back, the, the goals start to flood in, you know, at that point. When you're in a funk and then you break out of it, you could go several games in a row where you make an impact. And I think he's feeling it right now. And it's amazing how your confidence, it goes right to your stick, it goes right to your skates when all of a sudden you get that offensive mojo back. And I think we're seeing that now uh, with Matthew Barzell uh, of the New York Islanders. Tuka Rask will be in net. Uh, there was wonder about whether that would be the case after the getting pulled in game five. Would they go to the rookie, uh, Jeremy Swayman? Uh, they're going with Tuka Rask. So sink or swim tonight for the Bruins with Tuka Rask uh, to start game six tonight in this one. You know, there's going to be some massive changes to Boston's uh, roster if they lose this series, either tonight or after game seven. Uh, this is core is going to look a little bit different, possibly a lot different uh, than it does currently. So, this is one of those, you know, last ditch efforts. And I and I said this on Twitter and I'm saying it now. And that's why I think it warrants a bet for me on Boston at minus 135. Um win or lose tonight. I know I'm I'm damn convinced of it that you're gonna get the absolute best game the Bruins have in them tonight. Whatever that is. And look, we know this is hockey. We know this is Stanley Cup playoff hockey, and we know you could play your absolute best game and you can still lose. There's hot goalies. There's posts. There's, you know, all of a sudden one bad call. Some defenseman stumbles at the blue line, gives up a breakaway the other way, and it could lose you a game even though you're controlling the play. We know it can happen. We know this is a sport, unlike a lot of other ones, where you can dominate, 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 control the game, control the flow, and still lose. And that's quite possible. Bruins could control the game just like they did in Game 5 and lose tonight. It's very possible, especially with Varlamov playing great hockey in between the pipes right now. For the Islanders, but I think Boston will give their absolute best effort, win or lose. That's one factor that has me looking at Boston tonight. And the other one, the penalty situation. You just know Bruce Cassidy after the the, the, the vehement uh, comments mm-hmm. he made about the officiating in game five. He is getting a couple extra power play calls to go his way tonight. He's getting some extra whistles. Did you there see they changed no the refs? In mind about that. They changed the refs, you know, Ian. Yeah. They, the, they switch it up. Those the refs that ref the other uh, game five were supposed to ref game six. They're not. And they're not. Six. Yeah. So uh, oh, uh, there's a, there's a these coaching rants. It has an effect. We said this the other day. People are trying to say, oh, it doesn't matter what the coach says. He's just an idiot to complain. No, he's not. It worked. I, yeah. Already, you've seen it work. So there you go. You're a good call by you. And that's a dead giveaway. Boston's going to get a much better whistle tonight. Uh, I'm not going to say they're going to blatantly call everything on the Islanders, but, you know, the Islanders better watch it tonight in terms of their stick position, 
Don't do eye sticks. Don't let yeah. your stick get out of control. You know, be in good position. Skate hard. Make sure you get body position advantages. Dive when like a soccer player. Yeah. Don't, don't embellish you know. like I've been all series. Gosh, wow. <laughs> they should I mean, that's in the stands with tens on them for the Islanders this series. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's um, but the bottom line is the Bruins are going to get some calls tonight. I am convinced. I'm, I'm convinced of that. It's going to happen. And look, you're right. The the it's totally different uh, pair of referees tonight. You know, for the uh, and it, you, I just know after that tirade, not tirade, but complaints from uh, Cassidy, uh, although very very strategically uh, spoken yeah. about complaints. He wasn't angry. He wasn't like blowing a fuse or blowing a stack or anything. He said it very calmly, very diplomatically. Very, uh, you know, very well-conceived uh, comments uh, after that game. Uh, they're going to get some calls Barry tonight. I, <laughs> yes, and I will get uh, the – and I like how Barry Trotz uh, – Barry Trotz didn't want to hear any of it. He's, I like the way his response to it. is awesome, man. He's, I, I, I mean, I, you got to give him credit. He, he, he yeah. knows how to do this. He's, he's really doing he it. He brought up the net. He just said, you know what, uh, I didn't hear it, but I, I know we're what, – what, what are we? One of the least penalized teams in the NHL, which they are. He's right yeah. about that, but that, so I don't know exactly what that's all about, and that's all he said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well said. That's that's a good comeback. Those are two good yeah. coaches. They, they how how many doing. New York State's T-shirts are we going to see tonight, too? Ian, you think in the yeah. stands? <laughs> they respect the hell out of each other, both of them. I really do believe that. Oh, I think so. that capacity. Yeah. And they're going to have a good chuckle about it. I mean, you know, when they do the little handshake after the series, whoever wins and loser, they talk about it after the season. They're gonna they're gonna have a little, uh, probably a couple of chuckles over. Uh, all that's been said uh, the last uh, few games in this series. Although, uh, I, I, although I'm sure Bruce Cassidy deep down still saying, I can't believe you said that about a guy like Bergeron when it's all said and done with everything yeah. he's done. But yeah, they'll, they'll still have a respect, chuckle about respect it. Respect Patrice. Uh, yeah. I love that. Show Patrice yeah, uh, respect. That was great. Yeah, exactly. By the way, speaking of Patrice Bergeron, thank you for reminding me, Jimmy, him to score a point, him to score a goal tonight. For the Boston Bruins, never mind yeah. Pasternak, who's missing some nets right now. Who's lost a little bit of some confidence, although he did. And Marshawn scored a beauty. Wouldn't put it past him to score a goal tonight. He scored a beauty of a goal to make it two-two the other night. But I'm going to the captain, El Capitan, tonight uh, for the Boston Bruins. Patrice Bergeron. This seems like a game where he finds the net. Uh, and, and I know he was not happy with that delay a game penalty he took the other night. Uh, he has a big game, uh, so I like Bergeron goal score, score a point. Barzell probably goal scorer, score a point. And I'm going to keep on Pajot at the prices they're offering on him for the Islanders, plus 450, you know, in some spots. And he's had chances. So uh, Bergeron and Marchand, I'm sticking to the big guns tonight. Bergeron and Marchand probably are the props I would look at for Boston. Score a point, score a goal. Barzell and Pajot for the Islanders. That's what I'm looking at. Boston money line, I'm going to go on that, minus 135. Total, I like the third period over. I'm not betting the full game over. I'm betting the third period over elimination game uh, over one and a half minus 140 third period. You can bet that at five dimes. Other books have third period totals. You can bet them right now. Uh, that's probably where we'll see the game open up the, as we get later into the game. So Boston money line over one and a half minus 140 third period. And as I mentioned, two Bruins, Bergeron, Marchand, and two Islanders, Barzell and Pajot for a goal scorer props and maybe to also register a point. Uh, in game six tonight jimmy uh, have at it what do you think game six bruins islanders yeah well you know well we're on the props i'll give you that too i, I like the bergeron call as well i i would go with a goal prop on bergeron 
I would also go with a two points prop on Charlie Coyle. Uh, I, I think that line, him specifically, is due. I mean, we saw what a beast he was two years ago in their run to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, that's where's that been, you know? And and I think right now you're giving him a little more speed on the wings. You got Kuhlman on one side, DeBrusque on the other tonight. I could see that line finally prov- providing the depth scoring that the Bruins have kind of been missing in this series right now. And then the other guy I look at, why not, to get a goal? And I'm surprised that, I mean, I'm looking at a plus 400 right now. Uh, no, excuse me, plus 350 uh, for David Krejci. Uh, this is this is a David Krejci type of game. I mean, he thrives on these type of games. He steps it up just like Patrice Bergeron. So looking at the centers specifically going down, playing a major role and finally, uh, you know, putting the depth on paper that they have onto the ice in this game. And as far as this, the game goes, uh, I'm going to take the Bruins uh, three-way regulation line in the first period, and I'm going to take the three-way regulation line in the game, uh, both on the Bruins. All right, there we go. So that's Boston minus a half goal uh, at a plus price in the first period, and that's also Boston in regulation. Uh, for the uh, game against the uh, New York Islanders. And the regulation on the Bruins is uh, plus 110 uh, for the Bruins uh, in regulation. I'm going a little safer in case we get that overtime magic uh, on minus 135 with the uh, Bruins. But, uh, yeah, Krejci's a good one. I I don't argue with you on Krejci. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle on that. Plus 375 is what I'm seeing at a couple places. And, I mean, look at, like, he even with the injury to Smith and then Taylor Hall. By the way, I think Taylor Hall is hurt. I, I, I seriously do because he's just gone completely quiet. He was a madman in round one. Do you think and the fight had something to do with it the other night with I, uh, I, do. I do. I think I think he hurt himself in that fight. Which and when it happened, I loved it. You know, watching it, I, I like that he, you know, was showing that passion. But at the same time, like I don't know if I want Taylor Hall fighting uh, from the Boston Bruins right now. And I think he got hurt, so that's something to keep an eye on right now. But that's why I like Krejci even more. He's looking at it and saying, well, I got I to gotta pull the weight on my own right now. I mean, my wings are hurting. Craig Smith's already missed a game, so we know he's battling something. Um, so I think Krejci's going to try and put that line on his shoulders like he did in the third period the other night. And, Ian, you know, as far as the reasoning, I think the Bruins win this game. You you said it interesting. You said the, you got to expect they're going to come out with their best game. Well, here's the thing. If if they have a game that's better than the games they played in the last two games in which they lost, then there's no way they lose this game because I, I think the Bruins should be preparing for Tampa Bay almost right now. To be honest, I really do. I think Varlamov has just been huge. I think, like you said, the Bruins have had some costly mistakes in their own zone, and t- you know the, the penalty killing, which was the like one of the best in the league, if not the best in the regular season, has just gone dry and can't kill anything right now. So, you know, if these little intangibles come together, I, I don't think it's been a matter of effort. I think the Bruins have brought it. I, I, I don't think that's the issue at all, but I think if they can play better than they have, they're definitely winning. But I still think even if they give the effort they gave in game five, I think they win this game. I, I think they were the better team in game five. And sometimes a better team doesn't always win. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Islanders penguins. Melissa's said that in our chat during the show here this afternoon that, you know, the Islanders just were brilliant at capitalizing on mistakes against Pittsburgh, and they've done the exact same thing here against Boston. You could argue Pittsburgh carried the play to the Islanders more than the other way around, and you could say the same thing in this series. Boston's carried the play more than the Islanders have, but all that matters at the end of the day is that you win games, and the Islanders have capitalized on mistakes, and look, I have 
there is definitely some issues with this Boston blue line right now. I know everyone's worried about Rask and blaming him. I've never seen in the last two, three games, the Bruins blue line crack under pressure and just be so poor with the puck at times. Brandon Carlo being out is such a significant loss. And Kevin Miller. Nobody talks about him. They miss him too. You know I do. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Did anybody watch the 2019 Stanley Cup final where every Bruin after game seven to a man said, if we had Kevin Miller, we win this series? Every single one of them. So, like, his value, you're right, though. I mean, you know, in general, his value is very underappreciated. But, yeah, the defense is it. I mean, I think if you had to pick one thing to say why the Bruins are facing elimination, it's it's easy. It's the blue line. And – you know, Don Sweeney took a gamble on the youth this year, and I'm not saying I'm not going to be the one to say, "Oh, well, if you had Zdeno Chara, they'd be winning right now." I'm not going there. Or if you had Terry Krug, what I am going is you didn't do anything to replace them. You put all your money on younger kids. You put all your money on Connor Clifton, who can't clear a guy out of the the crease if, if his life depended on it. And you know, that's that's where you're at. So it's on the forwards to come back and help those defensemen right now uh, in crunch time. Exactly. You need a five-man unit defensively right now because if you leave yep. it to two men on the back end. Yeah. Keep the perimeter. Yeah. You know, like that's what, what they got to do. Just like you said uh, Vegas is doing, that's exactly what the Bruins need to do because the Islanders or anybody really for that matter right now are going to win the battle in front of the net. They just are. Yeah, and that's going to be the key. And that's that's still what makes tonight's game and a game seven, if it gets there, scary uh, for the Bruins yeah. because uh, Carlo and you're talking about two guys that just know how to be, lay the lay the man down in front of the net and just, you know, clear the net, give some space, give an opportunity for the goalie to see pucks coming his way. All of this stuff, positioning, stick position, body position, being in the right spots. Carlo's great at it. Miller's good at it. Miller's, you know, and, and you don't have either guy right now. Uh, in this series and it's been it's definitely it's been noticeable like it's no coincidence that carlo yeah. gets injured no coincidence that miller's been out and we're seeing all of these gaffes defensively from this team and the other thing i would say you know i see people talking about the over under there it seems like a lot of people like the over usually in a in a in a, in a an elimination game on the road with two caras between the pipes i would i would go with the bruins 100 times over but i don't i don't like what i'm hearing about his health i really don't and so I can't say go under in this. I, I usually would, but considering what we're just talking about with the defense and considering where he might be health wise, uh, you know, I don't know if I could suggest, I don't, I won't, I'm not going to touch the over under, but just to show you how good he's been. I mean, these are his stats uh, in road elimination games in the last few years, three and one with a, a 0.94, excuse me, 940 save percentage and a one point five, six goals against uh, 110 saves on 117 shots. Uh, so, you know, he's been money. You think back to that game six when they went down to uh, St. Louis uh, and they brought it, brought it back for game seven, the Stanley Cup final. I mean, he was superb. So he's good in these games, but is he the Tuka Rass we know right now? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We have concerns if he's 100% right health-wise. And I guess we'll find out early tonight. And uh, we were also talking earlier before the show started that, you know, it's a short leash tonight and it has to be, you know, if it's one, nothing Islanders and then it's two, nothing, let's say in the first 10 minutes, you might have to make a change right then and there. I mean, that's how short the leash could be. And it could be swimming time uh, at that point in the game for the uh, Boston Bruins. But that's a lot of ifs. That's a lot of conjecture. You know, that's a lot of, uh, you know, just uh, hypotheticals. I don't usually like dealing in those kind of terms, but you have to think of it in the back of your mind that, you know, if it's a rough start for the Bruins and for Rask, 
there could be a little bit of an early hook on him uh, in this uh, game tonight. But it's a fascinating game. It's a great one. It's been a good series. Uh, I'd love to see Game 7, not just because I, I have a bet on the Bruins here tonight, but it would be great to see at least one Game 7 for sure uh, here in the second round. But should be a great game. Bruins-Islanders, Game 6 uh, tonight. Uh, again, I like Bruins' money line. Third period over. I lean full game over as well, but the overs and Nassau Coliseum haven't been quite the way they've been in Boston. It's been one under and one very lucky push, you know, in the other game in Nassau Coliseum. It should have stayed under. It should have stayed under. It was 2-1, and you had two empty net goals uh, for the Islanders to get it to 4-1. So it's been a lower-scoring, tighter-checking series of games between these two teams in this series here in Nassau Coliseum compared to playing in Boston. So uh, I only lean to the full game over, but I will be on the third period over. It is a mechanical automatic bet for me uh, in playoff elimination games, the third period over one and a half minus 140. And like I said, I like the uh, four props tonight, two on each side, Bergeron, Marchand for the Bruins, uh, Pajot and Barzell for the Islanders. I think I might sprinkle a little bit. When Jimmy mentions a Bruin prop, and I'm, I'm obviously going to bet something on it. And Jimmy mentioned David Krejci. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jump on that as well tonight at, at plus 375 to score a goal for the uh, Boston Bruins. Great stuff. Looking forward to game six. We'll get to best bets for, from this game in just a second. DraftKings, make sure you check them out. Download the app. Sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball daily. Uh, We've got uh, NFL football uh, starting in two months preseason, so it's right around the corner. A lot of reasons to check out DraftKings. Uh, You get weekly specials, weekly incentives, deposit bonuses, bet boosts, and more. Uh, So sign up for a DraftKings Sportsbook uh, account, download the app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, time for best bets, and obviously best bets coming from the one game tonight, Islanders Bruins game six Jimmy what do you got for best bet yeah you know I'll go with the uh, the Bruins in regulation to win this game I like a 4-1 score uh that's my prediction I'm on record for so I'll stick with it uh and we'll see you game seven on Friday all right there we go uh Boston in regulation plus 110 uh for Jimmy Murphy for best bet tonight I'm not going with a side or total for my best bet it's just the one game let's diversify it let's change things up a little bit Patrice Bergeron to score a goal, uh, plus 175 tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you a rare best bet goal scorer prop. Uh, This has a game, this is a Patrice Bergeron game written all over it because he is just one of those guys that backs against the wall time. You get the absolute best from Patrice Bergeron, thinking all the way back to when he won game seven in 2013 against the Leafs many, many years ago uh, in overtime. Uh, You get the best of of, of Patrice Bergeron in these big games where the team needs him the most. That's why he's the captain. That's why he's got the C on the front of his jersey. I think he shows you why tonight. I like him to get a point as well, but I'm going to go for the goal scorer prop. Plus 175, Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins, the captain, to score a goal tonight in Game 6. Uh, that'll be uh, my best bet uh, for this uh, Game 6 between the uh, Bruins and the Islanders. Great stuff. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for tuning in and watching live a reminder the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher and iheart for jimmy murphy i'm ian cameron have a great wednesday night enjoy game six between the bruins and the islanders and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on thursday a betcast thursday 
for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.